Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. Good news for Australian investors. Dividends have completed their recovery following the pandemic and have broken the pre-pandemic annual payout record. According to Janice Henderson, dividends from Australian companies for the 12 months to the end of March were $97.9 billion. With a B, billion dollars. Janice Henderson is a global asset manager with around $480 billion in assets under management. Jane Shoemake is the client portfolio manager of global equity income at Janice Henderson, and she joins me this morning from London. Jane, welcome to Fear and Greed. Morning. We spoke last year when you released the Q3 findings of the Global Dividend Index Report. These ones are even better, though. Yeah, we, we've been really pleasantly surprised by such a strong start to this year. We knew dividends were going to recover in 2021 and into 2022, but it's actually been a, a better result than any of us expected. Why? The actual key things that have been driving it has really been that those mining companies, we've had some really strong growth in those mining dividends. Clearly, commodity prices have continued to be very well underpinned, and that has resulted in the mining companies continuing to pay dividends. And then also some of the banks that have continued to recover and start to repay their dividends again. And we've seen that globally with banks paying dividends and also sometimes doing share buybacks. Okay. If we talk about the miners, for example, now the BHP distribution was huge. I think there was a line in the report once franking credits were included, $31.8 billion BHP distributed between April 21 and March this year, made it the largest payer in the world by a comfortable margin. That's on the back of commodity prices, is it? Well, yeah, you know, what we've seen is we, we, we had strong commodity prices in 2021, and that was allowing the miners to pay out their dividends, but also some special dividends. So they, a number of them have been make, paying special dividends, and even yeah. some miners have been doing share buybacks. BHP in particular has continued to pay some very, very high dividend levels. But let's just remember, these are cyclical companies. This won't go on forever, but I'm not, you know, it's very hard to, to forecast commodity prices. But clearly the war in Ukraine has, has resulted in, you know, some issues around supply chains, the zero COVID policy in China as well. And so really the, those commodity prices, I think from our perspective, have continued to be stronger than we would have perhaps anticipated. Is it good to say, and I suppose I'm asking this question, couching it in the fact that in the UK, for example, they're talking about putting a super profit tax on some of the oil companies. Arguably, you could have done that on BHP, the iron ore companies in Australia at some point. I'm not asking you whether it's a good or bad idea. We don't want to go down that path. But I suppose these super dividends do show that someone is getting benefits from these high prices, in this case, shareholders. We have to remember that some of the these mining companies were cutting or suspending payments just a few years ago. Yep. And they weren't paying anything, some of them, yep. um, and had reduced dividends. What we have, you know, it's a cyclical business they are in, and they have times when it's very difficult for them, and then when times when it's very good. What we need is companies that continue to invest, that grow their businesses, that are sustainable, that are that are good to all their stakeholders. And so, as, as always with management, it's a balance between all those factors. What we've got at the moment is extraordinarily high commodity prices, but as I said already, that is not going to last forever. Yeah. And so, to then tax people at that point is, is a question really for politicians. Stay with me, Jane. We'll be back in a minute. My guest today is Jane Shoemake, Client Portfolio Manager of Global Equity Income at Janice Henderson. What about the banks in Australia? I mean, they're always great dividend payers. Are they better than the rest of the world? In Australia, you've 
always had banks that have paid high high dividends. We have seen them reduce them over the pandemic. They were clearly not, you know, they had to bring down their payments. They they pay less out now as a percentage of their earnings than they used to. So their payout ratios were very, very high before the pandemic. Those have come down lower, but they still have decent payments, but they are quite low growth. They're quite expensive globally still, um, Australian banks, but that's because I think the domestic market in Australia wants to buy those banks because of the dividend payments. And you obviously get the franking element as well in Australia. The point with that is that we just really don't want banks to pay out so much that it impacts elsewhere parts of their business. And I do think their capital structures are better than they were. What the market is struggling with a bit at the moment, though, and you can see that with the performance of banks globally, and particularly Australian banks, they haven't been great, particularly great performers this year, is the fact that we've now got possibly slowing global growth. We've got rising interest rates. You've just had a surprise interest rate, you know, 50 basis points bigger than expected in Australia. And ha- what the impact that is going to have on the outlook for lending and for revenue for, for those banks as well. Okay. So, I mean, in a sense, this is kind of a bit similar to the mining argument, make hay while the sun shines type thing, but because rainy days could be ahead. I think I think the banks are not in a bad position. I think, as I said, the capital positions are better than they were before the pandemic. They are paying out an okay amount of dividends, but you just got always to be aware that events can overtake you. And as we've seen in the pandemic, you know, we saw banks globally literally go to not paying any dividends at all. And I think the key thing for Australian investors is to remember there's such a high concentration of dividend payments in Australia. In our index, 80% of Australian dividends come from either the banks or miners. BHP pays a third of all Australian dividends now in the market. And the top five stocks of dividend payers in Australia pay two thirds. So it's just a real concentration. So we would argue it's really important to diversify and diversify globally, because if you go global, you get access to sectors that you can't access in Australia, for example, technology. Okay, so can we just expand on that a bit? Because, you know, as someone who has grown up in Australia and we have BHP, Rio, Fortescue, the four big banks, what's that? Seven of the top 12 companies or thereabouts is a very concentrated force. If I'm thinking about investing for income, for dividends outside Australia, the tech sector somewhere to, to think about? That's a question. Well, no, I suppose the point is this, is that the banks and the miners currently are paying decent dividends, but that, that might change. Yep. And then if that does change, and as it can do, as we saw during the pandemic, where dividends globally and in all sorts of sectors and, and companies were slashed and suspended and cut, clearly then your income will be reduced dramatically if if the environment changes. And I'm not going to say it's going to be a disaster for Australians, but you've just got to be aware that you've got that concentration in a very small number of stocks. Mm. And they can, you know, dividends can stop being paid sometimes. So what you just need to remember is to have some diversification. And you can't access the tech sector very well in Australia. There's not a lot of tech stocks. In the US, there are 25 percent of the market is tech. A lot of those are throwing off a lot of free cash flow. People always think as tech is not paying, but some of those tech companies now are quite mature. They do pay dividends. So again, it's about having active stock selection, choosing companies with attractive free cash flow that can pay dividends and will continue to pay and grow those dividends. Okay. So if I want to diversify my future dividend streams, where should I be looking globally outside the banks, miners and tech stocks? 
Well, so I think we run global equity income portfolios where they're balanced. We've got stuff in the UK, um, has got some attractive dividend payers, but also Europe. Europe and, and the UK have been real laggards over the last five, six years with regards to the US. Dividend yields there a number across a number of companies look attractive. They're sustainable, they're growing. And so, you know, you do have benefits of some decent dividend yields there. You don't get the franking credits. So no. I get that for a domestic Australian investor, that that's a, you know, a big tax advantage there um, that you get from investing domestically. But all I'm saying is be aware and think about putting some money to work elsewhere in the world. So if, if I'm looking at Europe, so all that we understand the franking credit issue, if I'm looking at Europe, what sort of sectors are you looking at? Overall, the European market has a decent yield, as does the UK. We've still got utilities that are making some good yields. Some of the healthcare stocks have got some attractive yields. The telecom companies as well have got some attractive yields. We've clearly then got some other sectors that have have already done very well. So possibly, you know, you might be bit more concerned about the valuation on some of those. Some of the consumer staples have got good yields. So again, it's about having an active approach. I think that time where people could just invest passively is not going to work so well now in this environment that we're in with high inflation and rising interest rates. You need to take a very stock-specific approach. You need to look at management that are going to be able to navigate this much more challenging environment. Jane, thank you for talking to Fearing Green. Thanks so much. That was Jane Shoemake, Client Portfolio Manager of Global Equity Income at Janice Henderson. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Remember, you should get professional advice before making any investment decisions. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your day.